G'day everyone and welcome to episode 581 of Aussie Tech Eds. It's the 26th of April 2018. Yes, I hope you had a nice uh, remembrance Anzac Day uh, through the, yesterday or through the week or whenever it was when you listened to the show. So I hope, hope you got out and uh, did the march or watched the march or went down to the Corumban Beach. That's where it all happens on the Gold Coast. It's getting rather packed out these days. Uh, lots of people, flyovers, everything. It's great. Uh, we've got another big show for you this week. Uh, we've got things like MacBook and battery problems. We've got gun emojis and uh, Spotify stories all to uh, keep you interested. We are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. Uh, drag and drop, make your own web page. Comes free with, uh, the, with uh, the two middle plans, <laughs> the business and the pro. Uh, you can find us on the TuneIn Radio uh, at Aussie Tech Radio. So just load that TuneIn Radio app up, search for Aussie Tech Radio. Had a little bit of an issue with that. The radio server went down through the week, so uh, we got onto that, and yeah, it came up. I think they they must have looking by the site when I tried to log into it. The, we had a few little PHP errors, and it looked like that they tried to update to PHP seven point one, and that just wrecked the whole thing. So they fixed that up overnight, so it wasn't down for too long. So AussieTechRadio.com. Uh, join us on Facebook.com forward slash AussieTechEds, YouTube.com forward slash AussieTechEds, and we're going to try and do a Facebook Live next week for the show okay so we're going to try so make sure you like us on the facebook on the aussie tech Ed's facebook page and then you'll be no- you'll be notified when we do go live and if it's a success you can find us on the twitter at aussie tech Ed's, at glenn goodman hashtag oz aus tech Ed's. and uh the other shows aussie max zone with michael down there michael garth and zahn they talk about all the more intricate things with Max and what's going on there. My Tech Opinion with Shane and Phil. The Aussie Tech Crypto with um, uh, someone and and someone and someone. <laughs> and, uh, well, well, oh, I think Jason. Australia's top two podcasters, Glenn. Oh, yes. No one, no one important. How could I forget that? All right. So talking about one of the two Australia, uh, top two podcasters. How are you, Jace? Good. I'm back again, y'all. Yay. Good to, good to see you back. That's great. Uh, did you have a good rest? Nice little sleep. I did, and I, I spent a bit of money too. Check this stuff out. What is that? I can't. Oh, is that a Google Home? Google Home. Oh yes, nice, nice. Oh, and a little one. Google Mini got two of those of the Google Home and a bunch of LIFX Wi-Fi light bulbs. Oh, well, you have been a little spending spree. What? So now I can say, uh, okay, Google, turn on the bedroom light. It's like, okay, turning on the bedroom light. Oh. Okay, make the lounge room light green. Okay, the lounge room light's green. Now, uh, you can get it to pulse in the colours, different colours in time with whatever music's playing. And DJ, party at your place every weekend now. Right. Well, let's uh, let's bring Jordan in. How you doing, Jordan? Good, mate. That's good. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. And uh, and this week we've got a another guest host in to uh, join us, and it's Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Glenn. How you going? Uh, yeah, not too bad, thanks. Um, now, Joe, you've got a Facebook page where you're trying to get a page going and a and a website, and you're into gadgets, I hear. So, uh, is is this true? And what type of gadgets? Old, new, uh, anything? What what sort of gadgets are you into? Oh, mostly all type of gadgets. Um, I do like some of the old stuff. I got a whole, whole room full of them. Right. Yes, I remember seeing on some old amps, some old computers. Yeah, um, and I remember video games. when you when we were first uh, chatting uh, a little while ago. Uh, 
you, you sent me that. Well, you, you likened yourself to Joe the Hardware Man or something. Was that right? Or, or you Joe just the gadget man. Joe the yeah the gadget man? But he was the Hardware Man, wasn't he? The old old he Joe. Was. He was. Yep. Yeah, down at knocking Kirby's. <laughs> You're not that old, are you, Joe? To remember those things? Of course, I used to remember watching them on a Saturday morning. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> it was good uh, when you sent me a couple of links. It was good to see those old and see that old bloke again. Yeah, because that voice was just in my head, and just thinking, "Oh yeah, that's old him. That's him." Uh, yeah. So, uh, is your your Facebook pages open? Has it got a vanity URL? Do you know? Is it Facebook dot com slash Joe the Gadget Man? Yeah, Joe the Gadget Man. Yeah. All right, cool. So go and have a look at Joe's uh, Facebook page. Now, look, let's go back to Jace because I, I want to ask him more about those little toys he's bought. Yeah. Now, now, why did you buy a home and a mini? Is there any particular reason? Or you well, I, I actually bought a uh, Amazon Echo and the Echo Dots, and then I found out that they don't have quite as good support in Australia as the Google stuff does. So uh, I took those back and exchanged them for the Google stuff. And, yeah, I just wanted to try some home automation so I can talk about it and see what it's all about and hmm. see how hard or easy it was. And, you know, uh, and it's quite cool. You know, you could just uh, ask Google questions and things or get it to play music. We hooked it up to uh, YouTube. So, now you can just say play this song and Google put the song on for you or you can pick a playlist or a genre or whatever you like and, asking questions in the morning when I wake up, I just say, okay, Google, good morning. And it says, oh, good morning, Warlock. Uh, the time is currently this. And uh, the weather for today is going to be this. You've got these things in your calendar today. And uh, over to the news. And then it plays oh. whatever news sources that I've selected in the app. Yep. So I listen to the ABC News shorts, the BBC News uh, whatever you like, you can put on CNN, Channel 7 News, and we'll read all of those out. And uh, every now and then you could just say, you know, uh, what's the weather going to be like this weekend or something mm. like that. It's quite fun. Mm. I think the Google, the Google, uh, what, Alexa or whatever whatever he is or what they use, uh, it seems to be... Home. a yeah, it seems to be a bit more uh, intuitive than the Siri, doesn't it? Because I can ask, it is, yeah. ask, might say, because you know my, my little girl's got an Android phone, so I ask Google something on that. It just brings me back exactly what I want. You ask Siri, and it just goes what? But yeah. um, <laughs> but well, we say they, they say the Google one's the best, don't they? Out of pretty much all of them, pretty yeah, much right. They? The the intelligence of the AI is whatever mm. you want to be. Yeah. Well, I'm actually thinking about getting the Alexa. I yep. was over at the. Um, Amazon Web Services a few weeks ago. Oh, yes. Yeah. And um, you know what? I'm actually thinking about getting the Alexa dot. Yeah. Um, it does so many things that you can program to. You can program it to do. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I think they're pretty. They're pretty uh, popular, aren't they? And they've only just been released. What in Australia this year? I think they're only pretty new to Australia. And that the, the uh, Amazon Show has just been announced for Australia. They just launched it uh, practically today, I think. Yeah. So, so what was the one that you went to, Joe? What was the seminar or whatever it was? I went to a, a few different ones. Um, I went for three days. Um, it was basically the Amazon Web Services and all the services that they provide on their oh, on okay. their cloud. Yeah, right. They got a few, haven't they? They got heaps. Oh, they got heaps. They yeah. got heaps. Yeah, like you log into there because I've got the uh, storage, the S3, and I've played around with the, you know, the EC2 or whatever it is. And uh, when you log into the control panel, it's just like, what service do you want? There must be 50 of them. 
like the IOTs and there must be 50 things that you can try and do with it. But uh, yeah, it's massive. But uh, tell us, Joe, what, uh, so whereabouts in the country are you from? Just like a capital city? I'm or in something? Sydney, sunny right. Sydney. All right. And uh, what's your internet like down there where you are? It's actually pretty good. I'm running on cable, Optus cable. Right, right. Uh, now, what's the speed on that? Because I've got a, I've got, I'm all excited about my Telstra cable speed, but what's, what's your speed? Well, it, it varies. Um, so are we, Glenn. Yeah, it varies. <laughs> I, I, on average, I get about 13, 14 megabits. Yeah, down. Um, on, a, on, a, on a good day, I'll get somewhere between 40 and 50. Oh, and, right. Uh, yeah, and just recently I did a, a, a speed check and I got 100. Nice. And what about your up speed? You know what your up speed it's, is? They've capped at one 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 meg. Yeah, that's rubbish, isn't it? That is so rubbish. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because isn't, like, isn't that the cable thing? Isn't that what you were saying? You had Glenn the same thing. Yeah, so I, ca- I had the Telstra cable, and after we did the show last week, it went down. It's so it was the second time in like yeah, so they, three they weeks. Unlucky show. Probably not, no. But anyway, they, they might have. Because when it came back, it was down for like four days or something like that. But when it came back, uh, I did a speed test. And I went from two up to five up. And I was oh, I got all excited. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, you know, I hope this stays. And then I think people, either you or, or Jace there, started posting the stories on the Facebook. And it was actually, yeah, they, they give the Telstra cable customers a speed boot, boost from two to, to five. So I was really happy with that. I would have been happy with ten. Or, or more, but uh, the five was all right. So I don't know why Optus is so stingy. But is that overhead cable, Joe, or is that in, in ground? No, I've got the overhead cable going from pole to pole. Right, and when you get the MBN, do you know what, what type of MBN you're going to get where you are? I'll it, probably get um, fibre to the curb. Right, oh, that's not too bad. So I wonder if they're going to take all those wires down you know, from overhead. That actually, that, all those wires actually belong to the MBN. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So that must have been they, part the sellout. They used to belong to Optus and Telstra. Mm. Um, as far as I'm aware, uh, they've been sold off to the NBN. Right. Okay. Now, uh, what sort of uh, technology do you get into? Are you what, are you Apple, Mac, or what, what sort of computer are you on now? I'm on a PC. Good. Good. That's good. I've, I've, Windows you, 10. Windows 10. Yes. Yeah. And uh, have you ever tried Macs? Or just just not interested. I have got I have got a couple of Macs uh, lying around in the back there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Fish tanks. Not, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've actually got an old Mac Mini. Yeah, you know, the old Mac Minis with the i5 processor in them. Oh, yeah, I think that's uh, what I've got. That works yeah, all right. Yeah, a little square one. Um, yeah, I turned it into a media center. Nice. But I'm running Windows on that. Oh, right. <laughs> good. <laughs> no, well, I, I, that's running now. I use it to record the audio for the show, so it's uh, pumping out now, so it's going all right. Uh, yeah, cool. Now, uh, let's have a look at what sort of stories we've got here this week. Now, I have to say, I did get a, a voice message from Paul, who's, all, who's uh, uh, sp- what do you call it, not spoken, not wrote in. Um, I don't know, left a voice message before. Uh, but I, Paul, I apologise, I'll get that next week. I had a quick listen to it and it, it doesn't date, so I'll go next week for that one. Uh, so it, I said at the start of the show, Apple recalls certain MacBook Pro models. Now, what's been happening is uh, the batteries are swelling in some of them. So they've done a replacement program for certain 13-inch MacBook Pro laptops. Uh, the recall affects models of the Pro that stem from 2016 redesign, but only impacts entry-level models that don't feature the touch bar. 
So um, I don't know why they don't go touch screen, but anyway, they want to do touch bars. They said it would replace affected batteries for free, and users can determine if their MacBook Pro is eligible by entering the serial number into the Apple page for the replacement program. So, yeah, the, the Apple battery woes continue. So I'm lucky I don't have one of those. So that's good. Uh, Jace, what's, uh, what's been going on? You must have some stories after you haven't been here for two weeks. You, you saved them yeah, all up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There's one, uh, one for you even. Uh, the Drew Powell Open oh. Source Content <laughs> Management System team has announced another highly critical flaw in the CMS that runs on some high-profile websites, among them the White House and some 450 Australian government sites. The announcement said the vulnerability within multiple subsystems could be exploited to execute code remotely on systems running Drupal 7.x and 8.x after a few hours after initial publication that was being exploited in the wild. The Australian government sites run a customised version of Drupal known as GovCMS, which has been built by Boston-based open source firm Acquia. The, this potentially allows attackers to exploit multiple attack vectors on a Drupal site, which could result in the site being compromised, the advisory said, without spelling out any of the technical details. It said the vulnerability was related to a highly critical flaw announced on 28th of March and now being exploited in the wild. Mm. No details were released by the Drupal project about the bug either, but the Israel security firm Checkpoint provided detailed analysis on the 12th of April. There was an indication of panic among the Drupal team with the announcement saying, if you are unable to update immediately or if you are running a Drupal distribution that does not yet include the security release, you can attempt to apply the patch uh, provided to fix the vulnerability until you're able to update completely. Yeah, I got an uh, email from, got, from a WordPress firewall plugin, believe it or not. So it was from that WordFence. I don't know if you guys have used it. But uh, yeah, yeah, they sent me a, an email about uh the they sent me an email about the sorry i just had a message they sent me an email about the vulnerability it's as well from me all right <laughs> yes so you're saying the screen i think the, the screens are all right they might not be changing for you that might be something i'll tell you later about uh Thanks. so <laughs> so um yeah so i know yeah if you've got drew power go and update it because i know there's a few on the on the aussie tech heads service so if it's one of you guys if you're listening go and plug it uh, before something bad happens there yeah, so that's no good you should also keep everything up to date i do do a run every now and then of outdated cms's that are on the server and i'll send you guys an email and some people update some people don't <laughs> we used to have funny people ringing up the web host that i worked for previously and this guy rang up and he was he said um how he wanted to know how his uh, wordpress account got hacked they said, well, you're running a very old version of WordPress. There's like 10 versions have come out since the one you've got on there, and it's got vulnerabilities in it. Mm. Oh, you know, when, when I signed up with you, I thought I was signing up to a secure system, and oh. how could you let somebody hack into the system and all this sort of stuff? Yeah. I was like, dude, the, this, the account we give you is secure. If you put insecure stuff on there that let people hack in, that's not our fault. No. You have to keep it up to date. Why don't you send an email to all of your customers about this problem? Okay, we can't email a million people and no. say update WordPress. That's up to you. There's mm. software that can do it. There's plugins that will do it automatically for you. WordPress does it automatically. You just haven't bothered updating it. Well, you, I thought it was secure. Well, let's see. Somebody sells you a house and you leave the front door open. Is it the fault of the person who sold you the house or is it your fault? 
That's the uh, well, you know, originally those older versions of WordPress didn't automatically update, did they? No, no, so, you would have to do it it's yourself. Only, it's only been the last kind of what there's only been the last few versions that they've included mm. the automatic update by default. And there was a version you that it through like Softaculous or Fantastico, those would do it for you, though. Mm. There was a version of the WordPress that auto updated recently that broke the auto update. And you had to go in yeah. and 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 yeah, yeah that's right. The update, but I think uh, Joe, you you're using WordPress, I think, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your? Is that the first sort of platform you chose to use, or did you go through any others, or you just thought, oh yeah, WordPress I easy? Went through the other one, um, Joomla. Joomla. Uh, Shopify. Uh, Shopify. Yeah. Right. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, look, it's a very easy system to use and all that, but it's just expensive at thirty dollars a month. Mm. Oh yeah, that's crazy expensive, and uh, so you've you've got your website. Is that that's live now? Is it? That's live, and it's going through Aussie Tech Heads. Good stuff. And uh, what is the address? It's uh, JoeTheGadgetsMan dot com. All right. So, what do you plan to put on that? You you're going to just get some gadgets, review them, and and uh, you're going to come on and tell us all about them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, a lot of uh, blog posts. Yep. Um, um, I plan on doing a bit of videos later on, some nice. interviews. I'm going to go around interviewing some people. Yeah, yep, yeah, sounds Have a bit of fun with it, yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. That's just what we need. We'd like to get a little gadget person on the show. That'd be great. Um, all right, now get, get on to my... Oh, we'll go to Jordan for another sto- for a story first. What, what do you got? You know, you've got your edge open again, have you, Jordan? You're edging away? <laughs> I'm always on the edge, baby, always. <laughs> You're, you and your edge, I don't know. Um, now, I've got, like, I've got... I think a couple. I think one of the stories I've got you're going to do, I think later. So that's all right. What I have here, um, just a this one is probably half tech and half not. But um, where's the headline? Uh, the app that's letting people dob in their neighbours. Oh, for what? Anything? A smartphone. A, a smartphone app used by ratepayers uh, to dob in their neighbours for legal illegal parking, uh, dump rubbish, and excessive noise has provided. Data on, going really slow here, sorry, has provided data on the suburban issue annoying residents most. Complaints um, app called Snap Send Solve allows members of the public to alert the authorities to neighbourhood problems such as broken infrastructure and litter. The app, which was created in 2013, I'm surprised I didn't know about it, and is now used by thousands of people across Australia and New Zealand, sends complaints made by the public to whichever local council or business is responsible for rectifying the issue. Yeah, right. Um, figures show that dumped rubbish has uh, fielded the biggest increase in the number of complaints made overall, uh, with every state recording a spike of over a, over a 12-month period. The app is most uh, popular in Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria, where the complaints to local council about dumped rubbish has risen oh. from 300 to 320%. Yeah, well, I reckon I know why that, that, that uh, figure has well, risen. I'm surprised I haven't heard of the app. Yeah, well, I reckon it's at that figure's risen because it's it's so expensive to dump stuff these days. Like, oh, it's terrible. Like, luckily, well, I'm a little bit rural where I live as well, and I see rubbish all the time. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, well, we're, our dumps are still. We've got like refuge centres here, uh, you know, where you back your car and they go into a big uh, bin, and the truck comes away along, takes the bin away. So yeah, at the moment they're free still. They wanted to start charging for them, and then I think the front gates of the tip got. <laughs> smashed with rubbish <laughs> just that they get yeah. the trucks in they pick it up from their front gate from the tips front gate so anyway they said all right we'll go back to free and yeah so it should be i reckon it's like geez what else an absolute great idea but yeah yeah 
Yeah, it should be for free, but the app is good. I think our local. Well, you council- know, I mean, I just ordered. I ordered a couple of those. Um, the bins you can pay for. You know, not the skip. They're, they're not skip bins. They're just the normal really bins. You get, yeah. You know, like JJ, whatever they're called, JJ Richards. bins, whatever they're called. Jeep Richards, that's it. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks for a couple of bins. You can just pay for them when you want to empty them. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I thought that's cheap. It's cheaper than the tip. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's not too bad. I don't know if we've got that here, but. Yeah, I know. At, at some areas, it can it gets expensive to dump, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what was I say? Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, our local councillor, because I'm on his Facebook page, and he <laughs> he uh, he does he goes all right actually. He he goes around and takes graffiti off the off the you know public spaces and all that himself. And he'll if there's someone's dumped a bed or something somewhere, um, someone will write to him on the Facebook page. He goes around in his own car and picks it up. So he's not bad. He's you know. Oh, good on him. Hope he wears gloves. I don't know. I've never seen him do it, but I, I guess he he might. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, but he was out the other night because he posted up a video. He said he heard these hoons, and so he, he ran out to the road with his video with his camera, started taking photos of them, got their number plate and everything, and he said, "Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to whoever I need to send it to, and we're gonna go and knock on their door. So uh, send the police around. So that's good. It does good. Maybe he was using that app. So uh, it's a good idea. I'm yeah. surprised it's been out since 2013. I haven't heard of it. I'm going to have to get it, I think. Yeah, snap, send, and solve. Yeah, right here. Yeah. you got some bad neighbours there, Jordan. <laughs> um, yeah, just just a few. Like like I said, pretty rural. It's, it's, the problem is it's not the neighbours. It's the people who come, you know, like if you live in a rural area, it's, area, it's the people who come in from the, 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 the small towns out oh. to the, as far as the bush as they can, and then they just offload their trailers and dump it, you know, and run before anybody sees them. It's so unfair. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. it's a mess. So the people who are who are out in their you know country t- houses are getting bombarded with rubbish that people won't. Mm. You know. I, I went to the tip the other week and I had a little passenger. I was unloading everything and little, I saw a little rat pop its head up and run away. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm good on it because I had all my trees, oh. tree stuff in there, all the you know the tree branches or whatever, and it'd been in there for about a week. And I thought, oh, I better take this to the tip. So he must have built a little nest in there in that week. And yeah, I took him for a ride. And now and you let can't him go. take it to the tip because you're going to kill all the babies. I can't what? Take him to the tip? You can't take it to the tip if there's a nest in there. Oh, can't you? Well, I don't know. I didn't see the nest. So, you know. And neither did the people at the tip. No. But, but, but the lady. Right while you were dumping it. The, the lady, if he's got a family living in your bin. The lady next to us saw the saw the rat. Don't you worry. So, oh, she would have been helping you get it out of the tra- truck and into the thing. She would have been screaming. No? Oh, yeah. She did. No, 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 it's not gratis hamster. That's right. <laughs> a a it's Siberian. A hamster. That's the one. In Brazil. Yeah. It was that, that with a tail. <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah so she nearly jumped into the refuse bin when she saw it <laughs> yeah it was funny now google gun emoji so all the all the gun emojis are changing from proper guns to like water pistols or really uh poor looking fake guns apple started this in 2016 uh, it's all in the in the wake of all these shootings that have been going on in the U.S. It was criticised at the time for deviating from the emoji standard, which ensures the symbols carry the same meaning across rival ma- manufacturers' devices and apps. Facebook says it intends to follow suit. Microsoft has not yet commented. Google's update is expected to appear in Android 9, the next version of the mobile operating system. But like, have a look at some of these. Like, they're just water pistols now. I think it's silly. 
to be honest. <laughs> like, you know, if you're gonna, if you want a picture of a gun, why can't you get a picture of a gun? That's crazy. Anyway, that's what's going on. It's not politically correct, Glenn. But He's showing those on the screen where I can't see them. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, so the reason Click you... the link in the show notes. <laughs> yes. The reason... Yeah, that's an idea. So that's that's the message you said. The reason you guys can't see what I'm doing is because Zoom actually picked up my other camera. So you're seeing me on this camera over here yeah. while everyone else is seeing me on this one. <laughs> so that's why... Only me. He's going to tell you later. Only me. You ruined the surprise. No, I... everybody, all of us. I know. Yeah. I know. I prepared Joe for what was going to happen. I, got, he, I said he's going to see two of himself. He hasn't seen that yet. He's all, and now you've broken the fourth no, wall. I haven't seen it yet. No, he's all disappointed down there. <laughs> anyway. It's like Deadpool all over again. That's right. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so that's the thing. Yeah, good. Uh, Jace, what else have you got? When Google finally launches its rumoured YouTube Remix platform this year, one of its other services will be put to rest. According to a reliable source, Google Play Music will be replaced as Google's go-to music service with YouTube Remix. Not only that, but users will be forced off of Play Music by the end of 2018 and onto Remix. Fast forward to this March, where YouTube's global head of music, Lyle Cohen, confirmed some details of YouTube Remix during a chat at South by Southwest. He didn't fully dive into pricing or launch, but did acknowledge that it would be provide the best of Google Play Music's context server and YouTube's breadth and depth of catalogue. He continued by saying that it's okay that they are late with this launch because they'll make an enormous investment to launch a product that you'll be proud of. One source echoed Cohen's comparison of YouTube Remix being based around recommendations with smarter playlists, music depending on the time of day, where you are, and that sort of thing. Google Play Music picked all of that up back at the end of 2016. The source didn't elaborate on how Play Music will die, only that Google will do a forced adoption of Remix by the end of this year. That'll likely mean heavy notifications within Play Music that the end is near. I imagine your playlists and libraries will somehow sync or carry over to Remix, though that hasn't been confirmed. Oh, who knows? Remember the kerfuffle about the Picasa, Google Picasa? That was, yep. uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hope they do a better job with their playlists and the uh, pictures. So it's, so it's YouTube Remix, is it? He said. Yeah. Mm. So they, yeah, right. So, well, they're using YouTube for pretty much everything. I don't know how either of them, YouTube or Apple Music or any of those things, are doing because I'm just on Spotify all over. I don't seem I, to watch the competition at all. I think Spotify's got the market and I think Apple could be second. So, uh, yeah, because Spotify was the first one pretty much out there, wasn't it? So I've got a Spotify story I think um, Deezer is Apple, Apple might be uh, a laggard. I think it's falling quite far behind. Apple's um, got great marketing, though, so you can't yeah. always believe what they tell you either. Yeah, I, I like the Spotify. I think it could have a few new functionalities, uh, you know, just uh, just for make my life happier. But, uh, well, they've but just that, added, on, they've added new functionality on for the free accounts, they're going to let them have some of the premium stuff. Not a lot of it, but just enough to make people a lot happier with this free Spotify. Oh, mm. right. So uh, we what... just signed up for YouTube Red Family so that I can add my daughter on as a secondary account <laughs> and can watch well, music. Look at this YouTube stuff. They've got um because they've got the full YouTube TV and everything now, don't they? Yeah, she like, only watches like stuff on YouTube. She doesn't listen to playlists on streaming music services or anything like that. Everything's YouTube for her generation. So we've signed up with that. The Google Homes can play any song from YouTube. 
So yeah, yeah. just ask it, play a podcast, play a show, whatever, play Aussie Tech Heads, and it'll. That's pretty cool. Oh yes. So and with the YouTube Red, we don't see the ads anymore. So we're gonna try that out for a while and see how it goes. You get a few months, I think, uh, free trial. Yes. See what it's like. So you've got so that YouTube Red will remove all the pre-roll, mid-roll ads. Yep. Yeah, that's not too bad. What's that about ten bucks a month? Something like that. Uh, I think it was fifteen or something. Yeah, right. Is that similar to? Is that similar to like a Netflix style thing? Is it? I guess the, the so. Yeah, I guess so. So it's like a, all the movies and all that sort of stuff. Well, I think it also goes that like you know when it? you go to YouTube and you get all the ads before it shows and or before yeah. your videos. Well, yeah. part of the functionality that YouTube Red will you don't get those ads, so you don't have. To oh, is that all? So you don't. So it's not like a like a full blown movie network like. Like Netflix or uh, Stan. You can watch, um, they've got YouTube Red Originals, which exclusive shows yeah. and movies from YouTube's biggest stars. So they'll have um, people who are really popular YouTube content creators and they'll give them specific oh, yeah. channel that you can watch ex- extended and original content on there that you don't get on the free YouTube. Well, so did I read correctly then when they said YouTube was releasing a, a Netflix style thing? Or is that is that it? That's part that of it, be, yeah. Or is it something else? It's yeah, got the original content in there. Hmm. But yeah, so uh, but talking about the music services, Spotify yeah. has got a new feature for the pro version, and that's a, it's a, it's trying to filter out swear words. So, <laughs> so in songs, can we can we, can can we, we use get that for when, when Eric's on? <laughs> yeah, I have to see when, like, we go, when we go live because do it on the fly. Well, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't think so, but we'll save a lot of hours editing later, Glenn. Yeah, well, I have to see if I can hours license Hours and hours. You don't know how much she cuts out of this show. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, so the feature has been introduced on the iPhone and the iPad apps, and it's, it's come six years after it was requested in the online forums. And look, it's probably one of those things where I think is a good idea. Uh, even it's though, a great idea. Yeah, even though it's in beta and it's maybe the first uh, version of the filter, uh, it's still a step in the right direction because I know, like, you know, the kids up there, they listen to these songs and it's just really bad sort of language all the way through. Oh, it's, it's full on. Oh, every explicit version's on there and the kids are listening to it. But mm. it's not explicit when it's free, though. Like, my kids have a free account, their own free account. They don't pay for it. They just have the ads. Yeah, but I don't think they get any bad language on the free account. I think it's only on, like you said, on the pro version. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. So the one of the limitations for the the this filter, I guess, is you can turn it on. Anyone who's got the app can just go into the settings and turn it off or on. So that's not like yeah. passcode protected yet. I'm sure that's going to come. Uh, Apple Music apparently have the password protected parental controls uh, to skip explicit tracks because I think at the moment Spotify just puts a little e or asks the producers to put a little e uh flag at e yeah. next to the explicit ones uh the new setting was introduced at the start of april uh grays out explicit songs and prevents them from playing so it doesn't as yet replace them with clean versions i don't know why it can't and why it wouldn't oh, so it removes the version altogether yeah it doesn't leave you with a second option no no it's just oh. gone and I think I was reading somewhere that something like a third of the top 100 songs uh, are explicit Got explicit language yeah, they are. In yeah, so oh yeah, yeah. In this day and age, they're form. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the go over there with uh, Spotify. It's been around a while. I think it was. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. But it was. A, I was surprised how long it had been around when I read it. Oh, I love Spotify. Explicit or not, I think it's the. It's it's fantastic. 
Yeah, it's good. Like I said, like I said last week, though, I do feel for the artists. They're not making as much money as they were in the old days, but. Yeah, but, well, um, I don't know. I don't, you'd have to sort of dig into good. that. Well, I don't think they're going too bad. Like in the old days, how many CDs would you have gone and bought and listened to because they're current, and then you, and then you know you never play them again. They become a pile in the corner of the room. And you never you never touch them again. Yeah, but the, but then the the artist is only getting one bite of your money with Spotify. Well, you might listen to the song in another. 10 years when you don't have the CD. I know you only get a cent for yeah. it, but but it's still, you know, if, if a lot of people do it, no, that's it's multi- I mean. multiplied like over. You know, like you go and you use the song while it's current and then that's mm. it. You don't have to... Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to all this current heebie-jeebie music. <laughs> like I'll play, I've got my playlist going, you know. and uh... well, I remember in the old days, I'd go and buy the single. If I like, really liked a song, I'd go and buy a single. You yeah. Know, and you'd listen to it. See, I'd never buy a single. Go and it would, it would never, and it would, that'd be it. You'd never, you'd kind of wasted your money. Yeah, I'd, I'd always buy compilations, various artists. Yeah. Uh, rarely did I buy just artist CDs because I thought, well, <laughs> you know, I'll get the compilations, I'll get every song that I like, so it's good. Uh, Has anyone actually seen the um, the flow chart of how much money the artist gets with Spotify? No, yeah, I, I, we were talking about this last week. I, I didn't. We didn't see any charts. No, I don't think. Yeah, I've got a link on one of my uh, pages. Um, it actually shows you how much the subscription is, how much Spotify gets, how much the record label gets, um, the publisher, and the artist gets like from ninety cents. The artist only gets like eighteen cents, something like that. Yeah, right. Is that so? That's what eighteen cents. Though is that like a? That's not a per play. That wouldn't be per play. Um, yeah, probably. That'd, that'd be from yeah. like uh, Apple or Google, where you purchase the song for ninety nine cents. Look, here's one in two thousand. Per play, they get something no, like point zero 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 one cent per play. He said that was the Spotify. That was for Spotify. Yeah, there's a Spotify. You don't buy a song per month, though, so you won't get ninety nine cents broken down into. They, you're saying that that's what the artist gets. It must be per play or something. Per well, play, they get like point zero 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 one per play cent from Spotify. For most of them, yeah. Well, I've got a, uh, a article here. This is in 2015. Uh, so they're saying. Let me see if I can find some some stats here. So here's what that means. My top artist of the year was Built to Spill whose songs, mostly from blah, 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 I streamed 267 times over the course of 2015. Using the upper limit of Spotify's estimated power payout, that would be 267 by 0.008. So that's 0.08 of a cent a stream. Yeah. yeah. Which means I'm down here if you're following along. Uh, yeah, so which means I paid Built to Spill, which is the band, somewhere around $2.24 for an entire year of music. And that $2.24 is distributed among the music's rights holders, which includes labels and publishers. So the band is getting even less than that. My most streamed track of the year was The Dreams. That's my swear word. And I'm sure Terrace Nash appreciated the 27 pennies that I earned him. Yeah, so it's not very much. Uh, yeah, it's not very much at all. I'm sure that the, the higher, you know, the better you are, the bigger the artist, I'm sure you can negotiate. Because, you know, Taylor Swift, she wouldn't put him on the platform. So I guess that she would have went to him and said, well, I'll put it on the platform if you pay me, yeah, 93 cents a play. Well, Taylor Swift is not on Spotify, is she? I thought she reneged. I thought she came back on. Yeah, I think she um, came back again. Oh, did she? 
Yeah, because remember when it all first came out, you can't, you couldn't stream ACDC or uh, a lot Beatles. of them were supporting Apple when Apple came out. They're like, oh, we're not going to do it. We're all going to do Apple, and they all banded together and said, we're going to be Apple Music only. And mm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like I like my Spotify as well. Play it through me Sonos. And, oh, uh, look, it's so no, great for the consumer. It's not, not probably not as good for the artist, but it's, it is so much better for the consumer. And you know what? In the long run, too, it's better for piracy, you know, which is ultimately where a lot of the artists were losing billions of dollars originally from mm. piracy. So, you know, it, this this really prevents a lot of piracy. Well, I mean, why would you go and download an album when you can have Spotify? You have every song you ever wanted. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. There's one song What's I can't get on Spotify, though. I can't get skinny girls on Spotify. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever that is. YouTube. <laughs> no, it's YouTube on YouTube. Everything's YouTube on YouTube. Like, how does YouTube get away with having it for free? I don't know. Well, a lot I, of the time they come down, don't they? Well, I suppose that the people haven't, you know, uh, reported it, and so it's still up there, I guess. But there are a lot of a songs. Lot of the, if, if there's a song on there... That's a copyright one. What YouTube will often do is um, either put an ad on there by this song, or if there are any ads on there, the revenue from those ad go to the owner of the song. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, look, I've made up a few uh, playlists on Spotify, Spotify from older songs, and like, there's a lot of old songs that were sung that were covered by Australians that hit the charts, but you can't find them. And yeah, it's mostly. The Americans, you can find most of the American songs, but Australian artists, older Australian artists are harder to find. Very hard to find. Mm. Oh, that's the same. Mm. It's the same with with anything Australian, isn't it, really? Yeah. Movies and music. Uh, all right, Jordan, what else have you got going for us? I'm hoping I'm not going to read one of yours or whether you've read it or right. not. You can go. Um, Apple's, Apple's latest iOS update has a stark warning for consumers. Apple oh. has released an iPhone software update to help customers experience a, uh, sorry, help customers experience a particular problem, but it comes with a stark warning. Um, Apple has released a new update to its latest iPhone software operating system uh, with a pointed message for customers. I love how they just say the same thing, but in a different way, 10 times when they open an article. <laughs> um, the, uh, the update for iOS 11.3.1 has been rolled out to fix a problem with the iPhone 8 touchscreens that have become unresponsive. Many users reported the problem recently after downloading iOS 11.3, particularly if they had a previously, if they had previously had their iPhone screen replaced by a third-party repairer. We've had this problem before with them, haven't mm. we? The update was uh, pushed out on the 29th of March, in, uh, introducing the Tim Cook's promised iPhone battery health information, giving users more control over Apple's controversial phone throttling measure. Uh, but the iOS 11.3 update caused problems for the touch functionality on some iPhone 8 devices with replacement screens. Apple has now rolled out a software update designed to fix the problem, and it uh, comes with a friendly reminder. Um, on the reminder, it says iOS 11.3.1 improves security of your iPhone or iPad and addresses an issue where touch input was unresponsive on some iPhone 8 devices because they were serviced with non-genuine replacement displays. Uh, note, non-genuine replacement displays may have compromised visual quality and may fail to work correctly. Apple certified screen repairs, uh, repairs are performed by trusted experts who use genuine Apple parts. Um, it goes on a little bit further. I don't want to read the whole article. We'll be here all night. Um, 
This is not the first time such an issue has arisen in in the subtle tug of war between Apple and 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 unsanctioned repair services. A previous iOS, uh, iOS update killed touch functionality on the iPhone 7 with third-party replacement screens, but later uh, the update resolved an issue. Uh, when news.com.au reported the latest problem with earlier this month, a number of Australian consumers reached out saying they had been affected. On Sunday, a Sydney woman said she urgently needed to give, get her phone fixed after dropping it and cracking the screen but didn't have the time to book into Apple for an appointment in the city and instead went to an independent repair shop near her husband's work. Uh, cost was not the question. It was purely essential. I got it fixed ASAP, she said, but after getting the screen replaced by the repair shop, it soon uh, stopped functioning. I am now totally stuck not to mention very frustrated, um, as all I can do is receive incoming calls, she said. The third-party yeah. repairer, but yeah. Yeah, so... Like I said, it goes on. It was The third-party repairer said something about how it, it was only one brand of screen. Mm. And but I think that was... Very, the, the, very bad of Apple to even be having this problem in the first place. Are think, they sucking up the repair jobs from themselves or not is kind of where the article was going. I think the 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 uh, the version of that Apple was given us was that that you know if you take the screen off you've got to take the fingerprint sensor off and then there are security issues with yeah. putting all that back and everything. But just talking about that eleven point three uh, point whatever it is update, uh, that iPhone battery health. Well, I got that through on mine. You can't probably see that's too bright, but um, let me try that. No, no good. But you anyway, can't see it, anyway. <laughs> it you says show our screen too. <laughs> It says uh, okay, so it gives me the maximum ca- maximum capacity percentage, which is a measure of battery capacity compared to when it was new. So mine's sitting at eighty six percent. So lower capacity may result in less in less usage hours between charges. So that was okay. Then it had this peak performance capability. So this iPhone has, has experienced an unexpected shutdown because the battery was unable to deliver the necessary peak power. So I, I went okay. I'll turn that off. You know, because I want. I just want peak power all the time you know i don't care let it shut down whatever so i turned it off and it says you have manually disabled performance management protections but there's no slider or no way to turn it back on if i've changed my mind or if i you know turn it off by mistake so i thought that was a bit crazy why can't i turn that back on anyway that's what happens well they said that they said the screen was causing a boot cycle that's not the power thing is it no that was yeah that's a, that's from ages ago i think that for a I little really it really kind of yeah, it really kind of frustrates me. I mean, I'm not an Apple user, but I see so many people with Apple phones with broken screens. You know, I see lots of people with broken screens and all sorts of devices, but Apple predominantly you see all the time with broken screens. Mm. I just think it's so bad on Apple's part, I, and I don't see the problem with well, there should be a problem with third party repair people fixing them either. But mm. have you got there's a, so many to fix? Have you got <laughs> you an I, iPhone or Android, Joe? What are you? I'm using an LG G3 still. Right. Uh, <laughs> I had too many problems with LG G3. Have you ever used iPhone, John? Problem with mine at all. Jason. I'm on my second battery now, and I haven't had a problem with mine at yeah, all. I, I, had to, I had to get a new battery for it because the one that came with it forced it into a reboot loop. Oh, I, one of those. Have you, ever, used, though. have you ever had no, an iPhone before, John? Have you ever used one? Yeah, the iPhone 3GS. Oh. <laughs> that was your last one. Way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, you changed, you converted a long time ago, obviously. Yeah. He's not an every gadget guy. 
<laughs> well, he's got the Apple. I'm, I'm actually thinking of getting an iPhone uh, 6 or 7 or something like that at the moment. Oh, look, someone really? put, some, one of the listeners uh, uh, put me onto these phones, the Xiaomi's. Oh, I think they're XAOMAI or something. You get it from Kogan. They're Android phones. And I bought one. It was $330 for um, my daughter. And it goes great. So good. I'm thinking it's just of, so good that you're still on iPhone. <laughs> but maybe not for long. No, maybe not for long. Uh, Jace, what else have you got kicking around down there in your story bucket? Well, Telstra has been fined $10 million in the federal court for signing its mobile customers up to be charged directly for third-party online content without their knowledge or agreement. Did you see he, up to 100? Did you see he died through the week? The little Telstra. Mini, the, oh, that's very wish. No, the little mini-me. Bern Troyer. The mini-man. Yes, the mini-man died. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? He got uh, a lot of depression yeah. from being so small. Yeah, probably. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Jase. Continue with your Telstra story. Yeah, <laughs> up up to one hundred thousand Telstra customers were signed up to its premium direct billing service by default and paid extra charges on their mobile bills. The PDB service allowed Telstra customers to purchase digital content from third-party developers such as games and ringtones outside the usual app marketplaces such as Google Play. But Telstra PDB subscribers were charged even if they didn't know they'd been signed up or if they used the service unintentionally. In March, ACCC took Telstra to the federal court where the company admitted it had been misleading or deceptive representation. It made misleading or deceptive representations to customers because it never adequately informed them that PDB was default setting on their accounts. But Telstra's fine is just a fraction of the $61.7 million in net revenue Telstra made from the PDB service up till October last year. Justice Mashinsky said that his judgment on Telstra's conduct was at the serious end of the spectrum. So this PDB, sorry, I'm just trying to get up the speed. The PDB was a premium direct billing, but what? and that was on by default, but what did that give you? Did that just shoot you messages, paid content messages? Like, premium features in certain apps and things as well. Oh, right. So ten- you buy premium ringtones for... A lot of money that uh, other people didn't have access to on the normal billing service. Oh, okay, yeah, but ten million—that's a—that's a large amount, isn't it, to be fined? Not for Telstra, but for well, us, not, yes. Yes, but it, it still is—you don't normally see like big fines like this coming out from the, you know, A Triple C. That's you know, a couple hundred thousand, maybe. At, no, at worst. We're, we're talking about on the um, Aussie Tech Crypto podcast that Wells Fargo in the US for scamming out customers and doing dodgy stuff. It's got the largest fine of one billion dollars just wow. recently wow that's huge isn't it that is but i guess it's not fair is it and no. why, why are people going to alternate things like crypto it's a, i don't know <laughs> not it's a mystery to me mm. i see the ripples had a little bit funny of a, there was a telstra it was it a telstra guy that was was it telstra someone was criticizing criticizing the hell out of bitcoin saying the whole thing's so blown up out of proportion that it's not funny and that it's it's a fake Thing. I can't remember the article. Fake yeah. news, fake news. He's just he's just trying to drive the price down so he can buy. That's all he's doing. Yeah, so all, all the whales just did that recently. Now, as you said, Ripple's on its way back up and so a lot. We did a, a, a segment on Ripple just for you and some good news in there for you. And we're oh, like, here you go, Glenn. This is what you want, so you'll have to listen to the show. Oh, Is that last week's? It must be. 
Yeah, last week. Just week's. a new one a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I know I looked at my ripple the other day, and I think I'm in the hole for about five hundred, and I'm about I think the whole lot now because my last bought when it was sixty six cents, and so now yep. with my lows and the highs that I've bought at, well now I'm I'm just about breaking even. So. Let's yep. go. Come on, Ripple. Everything's on the way up, baby. All yes. green. Yes. Uh, Jordan, what else have you got? You got anything else? I only had the uh, the fixed wireless MBN. Did we talk about that? Fixed With, wireless? Uh, hmm. What, this week or last week? I, I don't know. if Well, you had a story about MBN. Maybe it wasn't the same thing. Yeah, it wasn't fixed wireless, no. No, it was something else. Uh, the full extent of the National Broadband Network's MBN congest- uh, congested fixed wireless network has been revealed. 18 locations have been identified as delivering speeds during peak times that are less than what the average Turkish internet user enjoyed in 2012, oh, according geez. to the historical <laughs> figures from the internet company Akamai. Akamai? Akamai? Yeah, Akamai. Uh, uh, MBN Co. stated... Uh, in an answer to a Senate estimates question that 25 cells across 18 towers were dropping below three megabits um, during peak times, um, multiple fixed wire—excuse me, multiple fixed wireless cells may be located on a single tower. MBN is uh, prioritising work to address congestion on the, uh, these towers, and many on this list are scheduled to have work completed by April 2018. Uh, the answer read. Yeah, well, so there's been some congestion in the towers. Have you not heard of fixed wireless? Fixed wireless, no. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of the fixed. Yeah, the fixed wireless, but I don't. It's not sort of. It's only coming out to areas where. Well, it says it, the fixed wireless network service about uh, services about five percent of homes and relies on data being sent wirelessly to homes from towers in regional areas where mm, NBN can't, can't go. Expensive to roll out fiber optical cable. Yeah. Well, I think as long as everyone gets fast in and that, that's all we want. It's, uh, that's all we want. Well, everybody, if everybody's moving fast, it's, it's better for everybody, isn't it? Hmm. Now, we're due for another Microsoft update. So I don't know why we keep getting these creators updates, but there's another one called the Spring Update. Spring as in the Northern Hemisphere, I would imagine. So the latest in the string of feature updates for Windows 10, uh, the Spring Creators Update was originally expected to be released April 10. So on the very day that it was going to be released, there was some last-minute decisions to pull it because it was giving too many blue screens of death. So they've, they've, Oh, that's great that they, they pulled it. It is. There was just obviously too many for them to, to, to release it. So that's good. That's good. It, it is good. I mean, a lot of people were pretty quick to jump up and criticise, you know, Apple's yeah. better, Microsoft's better, whatever. So that's so At least they did the right thing and pulled it. So there's been no no word on when it is going to be released. Uh, they mm. said they could have probably released it and then provided you know the little updates for it in the from the from the update pathway. But they said no, nah, we'll just pull the whole lot, we'll fix the whole thing and uh, release it again soon. So uh, yeah, keep on looking out for that. Uh, but they're always big updates, aren't they? These creators updates. So um, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, they're good though. Sometimes they're good, I suppose. Coming soon. Um, Hopefully they, they they fix the RAM issue with the edge. Oh, you and that edge. edge. Well, we're, we're, I'm we're, not giving up. What's, I'm not giving up. What stage do you just go stuff this? I'm going Chrome. Does it um, get- when 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 Edge crashes, yeah, I restart the computer and start again. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But tonight, yeah. tonight I've got Chrome running. I'm starting to run Chrome every time I'm on the show with you guys because it's just no time for hiccups. You know. 
I'll tell you what. I've, I've I've been I've been this is completely off topic, but I've been trialing. You know how your team viewer. I've been I've been getting too many you know commercial access things because I've been using it for free. Uh, so I, I've been trialing a thing called Splash Top. Have you guys heard of that? I have. Yeah, yeah just that, an app. Yeah, well, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's not too bad. So it's it's I the think same. Team is still better. Uh, marginally, mm. but it's double the price. So I'm going to pay for this splash top. So it gives me remote. There's another one. There's another one that people use. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I'll, I'll look it up while you're talking. Keep going. Yeah. So I don't. I haven't found it to be too bad. Like I'm, I'm still in my seven day, uh, you know, trial. It's been, I've done a few remote sessions, and yeah, it's not not working too bad. You only you get limited to so many unattended computers, which is a bit of a pain. Like on the middle plan, you you get limited to ten. I think the middle plan is about. 219 us so it's about 300 a year but i mean like if you know if if you're getting paid to fix remotely well you just got to build that in haven't you, you can't get kicked off every five minutes with team viewer yep. but but yeah so look it's been working okay i just i just thought i'd mention that for some reason uh jace i'll see if i can find that um website while we're before yeah. the end of the show no it was it was a it was a it was a good one i had a tech guy i was talking to on the phone a long time ago, I said, have you got TeamViewer or something? And he turned around and said, no, I don't use them anymore. They keep bugging me with commercial stuff. I use this other side. It's just as good. Oh, yes. And like, cool. Yeah. I'll let you know. Cool. I'll come back to you. Lovely. Jace. Last year, Amazon unveiled a service called Amazon Key that lets delivery people into your home to drop off packages. Yeah. Now the tech giant wants to do the same thing with your car. Ooh. Amazon has announced a new service that gives its couriers access to a person's vehicle for the purpose of leaving package deliveries inside. Amazon wants to use the connected technologies embedded in many modern vehicles today to gain entry. The company is launching this new service in partnership with two major automakers, General Motors and Volvo, and will be rolling out in 37 cities in the US starting today. Amazon has been beta testing the new service in California and Washington State for the past six months. To start out, the service will only be available to Amazon Prime subscribers. It also limited to owners of GM and Volvo vehicles, model year 2015 or newer, with active OnStar and Volvo on-call accounts. Amazon says it plans to add other automobile brands over time. Packages that weigh over 50 pounds are larger than 26 by 21 by 16 inches in size, require signature, are valued over $1,300 or come from a third-party seller, are also not eligible for in-car delivery. To access the new delivery service, you need to add your car to your Amazon Key app and include a description of the vehicle so Amazon's couriers will be able to locate it. The car will need to be parked within a certain radius of an address used for Amazon deliveries, so either home or work. Driveways, parking lots, parking garage and street parking are all eligible locations, just as long as it's not some random address across town. To find your car, Amazon's couriers will have access to its GPS location and license plate number, as well as an image of the car. But how does it say that you're going to, how are they going to get into the car? Like, well, with the, the newer cars have got uh, electronic remote unlock for the right. boot, using, uh, the GM ones and Volvo, which is why they're starting there. So you add those into the app and it'll be able to send a code to the boot to unlock. Fair dinkum. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? That's good. So so you get separate codes for different doors because I'm thinking, well, you know, if, if you're a delivery and you came across a, a Porsche, you go, oh, just take it for a quick spin. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back and they go, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Check, check your odometer. Why is this not an extra 100 yeah. kilometres? I don't worry about it. That's right. Right. Yeah, something's Must happened. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's not too bad. I suppose that's that's a good service, I guess, you know, as long I as it works. I prefer putting stuff into the boot of my car than coming into my house and dropping mm. things off in the yeah, yeah, but that that's that's pretty cool. Like you can be wherever you are and say, "Oh, listen, I'll be uh, at you know, I'm going to be over the other end Down of the town, the street at the shops for a couple of hours." That's right. Come and deliver it there, and yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's good. Uh, Jordan, do you have any more? Um, no, but I did just bring up that name of that thing. Yeah, it was join me, join dot me. Oh, I have heard of that. Join.me. Join.me. It says price is free for basic VoIP, uh, $15 a month for a pro plan and $19 for enterprise. But then I scroll down the list and there's another one down the bottom. I forgot existed and that was Google Chrome, um, uh, Chrome remote desktop. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, it's an extension uh, yes. for Google Chrome. Yeah. I don't know if it's any good, but that's free, obviously, being Google. Yeah, but it's so. only – but the Join Me looks more meeting, look more like a meeting. You can share screens – but I don't know if you can control the other person. Developed uh, by LogMeIn. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, so it could be. I just remember a tech, a tech guy, someone was on the phone with yeah. me and told me that... that yeah, well, this is the... I use, real, I use real VNC for a lot of my stuff, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but you've got to set up, you know, you got to set up, you got to know how to set up the server side of it yourself. So. Mm. And open ports and all those things. That's what I use. Uh, yeah, so, Joe, do you use any team remote access software or anything like that? No, I don't use anything like that. Yeah, have you heard of TeamViewer and things like that? I have. I've been trying to – I've been playing around with it for a little bit because what I wanted to do was uh, ac uh, remotely access my Android phone. Oh, yep, yep. Apparently, there's a way you can do it with TeamViewer. You get the app. One's a sender, one's a receiver. Yes. Yeah, you can. Yep. I just haven't been able to get it to work. I got it's it. also for Apple as well, believe it or not. There's a, a TeamViewer server for Apple, but it only allows you to set settings like email and things like that on the iOS. You right. can't fully control Springboard or anything like that. You can only just adjust the settings. I had one of those Android, uh, you know, those Android Kodi TV boxes that you bought from China, and I installed. Of course, you didn't have a keyboard or anything. It was just a remote control. I wanted to get in and, and do a few things just a bit quicker with a keyboard and that and i was able i put that team viewer qr or something on the android and then the team viewer on the machine and i i could log in and and do it it was good yeah just well, i do it. that with my raspberry now but i do it with real vnc there's a plug-in for the for cody on the raspberry called raspberry pi v uh, vnc i think it's called but joe's got android he wants to control his android yep. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was just saying the raspberry. The idea yeah. behind that is so that I can, um, I can have uh, my Android on my screen in the car, yeah. and then use use my phone to to drive it rather than because the drive phone the car. Of, well, no, not the car, but the actual <laughs> screen in the car. Yeah, yes. to drive the, the screen. Radio. I knew that. I was just it just kind of sounded <laughs> good for a second. Yeah, yeah. So that's the idea behind that. Going to drive my car around from home. <laughs> Have a team you your phone in your pocket, and you mm. can draw. And it mirrors what's on your phone. And you can use it what's on your phone. Yeah, well, Eric, just mm. yeah, keep at it because I well, I did it, so you must be able to do it. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so there must be something that's not clicking together properly there. So um, yeah, yeah, stick at it. It'll, it. You'll get there. That's the enjoyment of being a gadget man, isn't it? Yeah. Of experimenting <laughs> and learning all these things for yourself. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's it. Right. That's the it's the result at the end. Going, I did it. Mm. Did that's it. right. 
So if you got yeah. any if you got any gadgets you want Joe to review, send them send him an email or send me an email and I'll get Joe's email. Well, what is your email, Joe? They can send it straight to you. Uh, they can send it to gmail.com. Oh yeah, have you got a, have you got a contact form on the website? I have got a contact form on the website. You can use that. Oh. Um, go to Joe's uh, gadgetsman.com and then go to contacts and uh, you'll find a form there that you can fill in. Just send it out to me. Yeah, good stuff. I'm just trying to look it up there. I was going to show people, but I can't find it. All right, we'll get that sorted next time. I'll get it all prepared. Uh, yeah, so send Joe, and if you've got something, you know, you might be wanting to, I don't know, flog something. Uh, just Or even get me on my Facebook page. Um, you can get me on there as well. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you've got, you've got a group and a page or just the, just the page? I've got both. I've got a groups. The groups, I'm focusing more on some retro technology, retro gadgets. Hmm. Uh, I have a fairly old TV. Um, you may have remembered them. The ones that got the the the, the TV, the stereo, and oh, the whole yeah. oh, the, the big the... units. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got one of those. Jeez, uh, big yeah. house. Just carried around on the shoulder while I was pumping. No, no, this is an actual old AWA black and white TV. Yeah, the, huge. Uh, you lift up lid, and it's got the turntable in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school, real old school. Yeah. So you yeah, in, yeah. are you into like the, the buying the, the old Ataris and all that sort of stuff? The, the Atari I'm not much of a gamer, but I have got those. I got, got all the consoles. I got the Atari. I got the Atari one. I got the um, uh, the Sega Drive uh, and the Sega Mega Drive as well. The one that we put the disc in. Oh right, right. And they're still all working, yeah. Yeah, well, I think I might have said something the other week. Uh, I went down to my brother's. He bought this Atari twenty six hundred off, oh, I don't know, eBay or something. And I thought, oh, I got all excited, so I plugged it all in, and yeah, geez, it wasn't too good. <laughs> the graphics are so bad. I've seen a few people with them lately. Jason had one on his Facebook this week too, didn't you, Jace? You had something that you that you'd bought, didn't you, Jace? He's, he's I bought a lot of things recently. Yeah. One of these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, didn't you have an old console replicated console or rebuilt? Oh. So the other thing that I bought, oh. didn't you have it this week? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a Commodore 64. Commodore 64. There we go. Look at that. It's a bit smaller than I remember. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. The, the, when, well, you would have been a kid when these came out. So would things look yes. a bit back then because you were smaller as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so have you have you plugged yeah. it in? Yeah. And, and playing a few games, it's really good. Because I saw someone else on Facebook. You were the you were the first person. I saw a second person on Facebook showing their pictures this week of they'd been down and bought one. I can't remember who it was. It was the same one. Mm. Yeah, JB Hi-Fi's got them. They're updating the firmware all the time, so you can uh, put new firmware on there with uh, just a USB key. You download yeah. it, like flashing a ROM. But uh, it comes with 64 games, and you can put other games onto a USB, plug it in there and play any of the old games. It's basically... Uh, Linux running the Vice Commodore 64 emulator. Yeah. How much is it? I think it was 199 Yeah, I think I saw them in the EB Games the other week. And I went, oh, yeah. Well, they were advertising it for EB Games, and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it the day it comes out. I went into my local one, and they're like, what's a Commodore 64? Is that a new game or something? I was like, <laughs> no, it's a mini console. You know how you've oh. got advertising there for... The mini SNES and mini Mega Drive is coming out sometime later this year. Kids They're are like, eh? oh, okay, what? And then um, I contacted EB Games on their 
uh, Facebook group and they said, oh, we, we only had them for um, pre-sale. So yeah. if you bought it in the pre-sale, you got it, but they didn't have it in any stores. And then uh, I was walking around JB Hi-Fi looking at these Google Home stuff and their LIFX light bulbs and then saw that there and I was like, yoink, I'm going to carry that around all day. I'm not letting this go. This yeah. one's coming with me. So playing yeah. Monty on the like run. A kid, like and, a kid in a candy store. <laughs> yeah, Paratroid and all of those. Great oh, fun. wow. Yeah. Let you, um, in JB, can you test out those, those homes? The Google stuff, yeah, yeah, they had them in there. Test them out and talk to them and have a go at them, and yeah, yeah, yeah good. I'll have to go and have a look. Hmm. All right, the, uh, just to finish up with my side of the stories this week is Melbourne IT. You'd all probably have heard of that. Is to rebrand as Arc Group, A R Q. Now, one of the country's best known vendors, which is the Melbourne IT, will, will rebrand itself to reflect its diversion into other IT sectors a company which will be an increase in staff by 270. Well, that's good. Uh, the domain and hosting business covers SMB customers and includes a handful of brands the company has acquired over the years, such as Web Central, Net Registry, WME, Domains and TPP, as well as Melbourne IT. The SMB business accounts for approximately $100 million in revenue. Uh, so a statement from the company said, since its founding in 1996, it has just a domain and just been a domain and hosting service. But now, having expanded to a consultancy covering web design, digital marketing, security, mobile, analytics, cloud-based, blah, 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 that they want to re rebrand. The name change is still subject to shareholder approval, which their meet, general meeting is on May 28th. But I think it's, I think it's stupid. <laughs> just, just quietly. So I change the name of anything. If it's got such a reputation... Such a big, big consumer base. Why change it? Yeah, we like GoDaddy changing their 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 you know their name to Go Mummy. You know, yeah. like what's the point? Well, or even GoDaddy changing it to Brown Table. Like you would, just you know, no no idea. But like, because I, I was getting my domains at wholesale through wholesale domains. I was using through TPP wholesale, and yeah. I had a, an email sent to me the other day when I registered one. It came from Melbourne IT. I'm thinking what's you're bloody on? everywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no. So like this, uh, so I did a Google search for ARQ on to see, you know, what what's all this about. So I went at the ARQ group, and all I got was some uh, like finance legal services in the US, and so the, just scroll, 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 nothing, 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 and then so you type in Melbourne IT, and obviously you, the Google just pumps out five pages of Melbourne IT stuff. I don't know why they they want to go down that road. I think it's a silly idea. Um, you've already yeah, been, well, you know. Like so, you've already established a, a, a consumer base. People know the name. Mm. The, like you say, the Google results know you. Because I know the, the article went on to yeah, say, sorry. "Yeah, sorry, Joe." Was that Joe saying something? Yeah, no, that was me. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so like the the article went on to say stuff like, "Oh, uh, you know, oh, they're doing what Google did. You know, when Google changed to uh, Alphabet and all this sort of stuff." But yeah, they did. It didn't work. They didn't. But Google didn't but, change no. to Alphabet. No, that the, Google and Alphabet are separate entities. Yeah, that's right. But Google still exists. So, but Melbourne IT is changing its whole its whole persona. Maybe it's just because so many people hate Melbourne IT. They thought, what if we change the name? They won't know it's us. <laughs> well, imagine if maybe. Google did change the name and everybody's like, oh, you know, do you know anything about that story? We oh, we'll go home and Google it. We'll go no. home and alphabet it. We'll go home yeah. and alphabet it. It just doesn't work, <laughs> does it? Google is just so perfect. They just they perfectly name it. That's that's why um, Jordan goes home and he bings it. I go home yeah. and bing it. Bing it. Yeah. 
Why don't you bing it? Bing, bing, well, you should have bing, bing, bing's watching. Bing watching. No, bing. Yeah, bing watching. No, I know. It's just Bing is not Google. I'm always living on the edge, baby. Oh, you are. Now, Jace, you got one more in your little list there, I think. Sure. The Belgian Gaming Commission has determined that randomised loot boxes in at least three games count as games of chance and publishers could therefore be subject to fines and prison sentences under the country's gaming legislation. A statement by Belgian Minister of Justice Kong Gein's machine translation involves loot boxes of Overwatch, FIFA 18 and Counter-Strike Global Offensive as meeting the criteria for that game of chance definition i.e. there is a game element where a bet can lead to profit or loss and chances are all in the game. The commission also looked at Star Wars Battlefront 2 and determined that recent changes EA made to the game means it no longer technically forms a game of chance. Beyond that simple definition, the gaming commission expressed concerns over games that draw in players with an emotional profit forecast of randomising goods where players buying an, buy an advantage with real money without knowing what benefit it would be. The fact that these games don't disclose the odds of receiving specific in-game items is also worrisome, the Commission said. The three games noted above must remove their loot boxes or be in criminal violation of the country's gambling legislation games rights. That law carries penalties of up to €800,000 and five years in prison, which can be doubled if minors are involved. But Dean says he wants to start a dialogue with the loot box providers to see what who should take the responsibility where. Paying loot boxes are not an innocent part of video games that present themselves as games of skill. Gaming Commissioner Director Peter Nasons added in a statement, players attempted and misled and none of the protective measures for gambling are applied. Well, there you go. You can't get misled. That's no good. No. So, mm. uh, so just before we go, I found uh, Joe's Facebook page. There's a picture of it. Is that, is that picture you've got at the top of your page there, Joe? Is that, that's not your actual room, is it? With all those ghetto blasters and PCs. That's, that's where I. That's where I've got all my uh, toys. Yeah, all my old retro stuff. Right. So that 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 is all your stuff. Just not. That's not a picture. That's of... all my stuff. Yeah. Right. Awesome. That's a few. Now who's jealous? <laughs> I think. <laughs> see that pioneer amp you've got there. Yeah. I had one exactly the same. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I had that. That was my first amp that I bought. Yeah. What else did have I a good look to around. There's a whole heap of stuff there. I reckon I even had... Where are you looking? Uh, Do the Gadget Man Facebook group. Oh, the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash Joe the Gadget Man. I even reckon... Yeah, I even reckon... See that little double double uh, cassette? My cousin had one of them. Yeah, I reckon I had one of those ones too. Yeah. yeah. Used and... to do dub tape dubbing on it. Yeah, you remember a couple of week, a couple of weeks back, I went and picked up a couple of um, old iMacs. Yeah, yes, I, yeah. Um, I just realised the other day the box that they were sitting in. Yeah, they've got serial numbers and everything with it. Oh wow! Yeah, right. yeah. wow. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I, was, I was freaking out. I saw them and I thought, this has still got the serial numbers and everything on the box yeah. of these actual units. Yeah, that's that's cool, isn't it? So you put, so you would have, what? You just kept them in the boxes and put them on the shelf. Well, look, I, I, there's a project with that. I'm going to play around with that. I want to try. One of the aims is is to try and get like a touchscreen music player, like oh, a, yeah. like a, if you know what I mean. Like put the I've got three of them. One's not working. Two that probably are. Hmm. Uh, the idea is to pull the guts out of one of them and try and get the the touchscreen to work and have that in my lounge room and control things with it 
Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a good little project. I always wanted to do something similar, but I never got around to it. Now, tell me, in all that stuff there, have you got like a top-loading VHS player? No, I haven't got one of those. Oh, put, the, put, put that on the wish list. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always I'm always in the lookout. I've got people um, giving me things. Yep. Have you signed up to like Gumtree and just go and subscribe to the free tech list or whatever and get the... Yeah, I, I try to do some of that, but I've just mostly been concentrating on, on, on my website and on, on trying to build uh, all, all the all the Facebook pages and everything. So mm. yeah, all right. I've got one of those old top loading video camera recorders. Like you get the video camera and it had a cord that came out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the top loading, like a big <laughs> box with a top loading tape in it that you hung on your shoulder. JVC you... or something, Panasonic. And then you hold the my dad. I've got photos of my dad using it when we were all kids, and it's in the shed at home somewhere. I've never even thought I should dig it out and see. You know what the problem is now, Glenn? Don't you? What? Bill's going to hear this show, and he's like, "We need to get that guy on Old Fart Geeks and resurrect the podcast." I know he'd be perfect. You'd be perfect for Old Fart Geeks, Joe. Have and you... then Milo's going to be like, "Yay, Old Fart Geeks!" <laughs> have you have you listened to that show, Joe? Old Fart Geeks. Old fart? No, I haven't. But I've, I've listened to the grumpy old geeks. Oh, all right. We're, we're the old fat geeks. Yeah, listen to that, Jason. Probably, uh, still, probably still grumpy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it'd be still on iTunes. Just uh, search it's up. It's also on oldfartgeeks.com. Old yeah, well, there you go. Is that you, Jace? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, got to check it out. Yeah, go and have a look at that. It's uh, they. I think each episode they talk about something. Vintage. I did a uh, interview with um, Microbee in Melbourne. Yeah, that was good. I like. I remember the Microbees. There's a before I blew we had a blue one. Oh, up. it was great. The, the B Net Network and uh, host servers and stuff it was great. Yeah, I, I think I've mentioned. So, the... what's the uh, what's the latest episode? Of, is that the 2016? Yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been rather slack of late, haven't you? They're slack old farts, they are. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I think we better leave it there, everyone. And uh, we'll, we'll re-adjourn at another time and talk about Joe's warehouse of stuff. You've got some stuff Sounds there. Sounds good. I'd like to see a better picture. I'd like to see like a panorama, Joe. Just a you know, big, big picture there. All right. So uh, good stuff. So I uh, hope you had fun, Joe. It's good to have you on. Thank and, you, uh, thank you. And we'll hope to see more of you soon and say maybe some reviews on the show as well of different tech items, even if you just, yeah, just do something with one of those old ones, something we might not have seen for a while. Get, get a top-loading video recorder with a leaded, leaded remote and uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll get on it. We'll, we'll review that, eh? Hey, good. All right. <laughs> so thanks, Joe. Thanks, Jace. Good to see you back from your sleep. That's good. And yep, all the new gadgets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good stuff. I got, I got the new gadgets and he's got the old. Well, one of mine's a new old one, I guess. Yeah, no, he's back, better looking today, is it? Because he slept. Is that what you said? Yeah, I yeah, know. Oh, when, yeah. when I go, when I don't do the this podcast, like when it's just, say, Wilf turns up, then uh, they say that I'm off sleeping somewhere. So Jace was off yeah. sleeping last week. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. We'll see, see you next week as well. All right. Thanks, no everyone. Worries. Thanks for downloading. Don't forget the AussieTechRadio.com and the Facebook and the YouTube. And if you want the show notes, go to the AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash podcast. Link to show notes. And there you go. And uh, check out Joe's page and the Facebook. It's uh, got some old stuff there. So good stuff. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.